you 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 listening to this podcast right now you are amazing you are exceptional i cannot begin to express how i genuinely feel about your feedback on the introduction to this podcast i am overwhelmed i am flabbergasted i am (laughs) english cannot tell you how i feel you went all out sharing your experience telling me how motivated you are like you made me question why i'm just starting this podcast although i know why i'm just starting because i procrastinated but still you made it worth it for me you you made it worth it for me the good thing about this podcast is i shoot in real time so i get to experience you as soon as i get off the mic i don't edit the podcast because the name of the podcast is edit does not mean i edit the podcast you see what i did there you like what you see you like what you see and if you stay focused i am overwhelmed i am i am still basking in the euphoria of the feedback i didn't expect that much turnout i didn't expect that much feedback but you came through you came through thank you so much for your kind words thank you for the support thank you for rooting for me you know in between where i am and who i want to be is someone who has felt lonely frustrated angry like i have so much anger in me who has felt deprived who has felt empty who has felt abused but not once in my journey of life did i ever feel purposeless i have never felt purposeless and that's one of many reasons you're listening to my voice right now my name is envy my name is Envy. You were proud to know Envy. You were proud to hear Envy's voice again. I am proud to be Envy. I am proud to use my voice again. Ha! Ah, my name is Envy. If you're just listening for the first time, thank you for listening. And please listen to the previous episode so you can get a background story of this podcast. If you're already a part of edits, thank you for showing up again. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you're here. I'm an actor, a radio, TV, event presenter, a tech girl. I told you I'm a multi-affinate, a multi-potentialite, so my interest there, oh boy. <laughs> I'm a digital creator, a storyteller, and I'm an empath. Trust me, my level of empathy should be considered a career. I'm also a preacher's kid, I'm a pastor's daughter. I grew up in church, but my relationship with God was a personal discovery. I had good education, I was well-fed, I was loved. I am always surrounded by family. I was the life of the party, yet I felt I felt empty. I felt very bothered. But I never knew what bothered me. In all honesty, I didn't know what bothered me. But I knew there was an unsettlement in my spirit. I I knew I was exhausted from from doing the norm, from the pressure of following the normal pattern of getting married after school. You go to the university, you get a job, you get married. I was just exhausted from the pressure of following that pattern. I knew I wanted more from life. I knew I could be more. I knew there was more for me. What the more was is what confused me at the time because I had no idea how to get more. I I, I was even, I was I was still dealing with um, self-identity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I wanted more. I had no idea what the more was. I, I had no idea how to get the more, what the more looked like, where to get the more, even if I got the more, what to do with it. I didn't have all this information all i knew was i wanted to get more by myself without my dad's help specifically that that's very important for me i wanted to get more for myself i knew i had to be more he gave me this level of hope that i could i, I just had hope i could be more i am a dreamer i was a dreamer i am still am a dreamer i dream so big sometimes i feel like i'm never realistic with my goals 
I I think my my dreams and goals are too big. Anyway, that's how I used to feel growing up because um, my dreams were as big as owning a global radio station, a global TV production company. I always aimed so high, but I never I'd never worked a day in my life. At the point where I was having these dreams, I'd never worked a day in my life. I didn't know how to get a job, what working a job felt like. I've never even been to a radio station or a TV station. I didn't know what these things were, but I knew deep down in my spirit that I had to work radio. I knew I had to work TV. And this way, um, based off of the fact that I had put myself in a level of um, scenery, I had imagined, I had seen myself, I had pictured myself in certain areas of my life that I knew that um, this was the path I needed to follow. My love for acting started in secondary school. Then it got serious in church. My brother had put together a drama group. We would meet for rehearsals every Sunday in my dad's church for years. I acted passionately from church to church. I also acted throughout secondary school. In fact, I was the drama group leader before I left that school. I remember also leaving school to go and watch stage plays in Inilag. Inilag is a university in Nigeria, Lagos. Um, Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> However you like to put it. It was a university and I knew I, I, I didn't stand a chance because I was a secondary school student who would leave school to go and watch a stage play. Like, this were university students. What did I know about stage play? But I loved stage plays so much that it, it became a very intimate part of my life. I can't tell you how many people I have shared stage play with like i've gone to watch state play which i can count on it because it's an intimate part of my life before you get to that stage of my life ah it's sure for you gone but i don't know why i i don't know why i i i find stage play very intimate i i need to and my therapist has a lot of work to do we're going to we're going to get into that department but yeah i love stage plays so much i i would sneak out of school to go watch stage plays in unilag i would act throughout secondary school i would act from church to church but my love for tv also started at a very young age my mom had a friend who was a newscaster and we used to watch her together she was so beautiful she had this very big smile and she carried herself differently from the rest of my mom's friends not like they didn't carry themselves well but there was just this aura, this charisma that came with her. I loved her and she loved me so much. She encouraged my mom to bring me to her studio because I always asked questions. Whenever I saw her, all my questions were based on TV. But my mom never my mom never took me there. Anyways, I always imagined myself in a chair, facing the camera, and just basking in the euphoria of, of being a newscaster for hours and pretending like it was my life. My imaginations can be very vivid, trust me. My imaginations can be very wild and so true to me i don't know why they, they can be so true to me i i dreamt about it so much that i knew i had to be on tv if not hmm, god i beg but growing up i lived with grown-ups so i had eyes on me i lived in a church with church members who were almost like family so i had too many tongues on me i had too many judging eyes i had too many expectations I had too many people looking at me, judging my representation, judging my looks, judging the things I see, how I act. So as much as I love the camera, I'm my, my, I'm my worst critic. Um, I, I don't watch my art to appreciate it. I watch my art to criticize and I don't like it. Something I'm still working on. Whenever I'm watching a project I've done, I imagine certain church members looking at me and their judgmental face and how they will march to my dad to go and report. Like, and... I know that at the end of it, I'm going to hear, oh, what will your daddy say? Or what will church members say? Or what would this say? So um, I think it was part of the reason why this podcast for me, I was more comfortable with it just being audio before the videos came, you know. But anyway, 
like every other place I have imagined my future, radio was no different. My love for radio has always been intense. I think I discovered my love for radio before TV. I was obsessed with the device that that gave my mind so much to imagine. I remember Mommy Oshobo's radio. I I remember the dramas, the plays, the adverts I heard. I remember having radio conversations with Mommy Oshobo on our way to Mr. Kesson's house to pick clothes. Um, they were very little conversations, but she was very encouraging. They were... Hmm. Mommy Oshobo is big mommy for me. Mommy Oshobo is the big mommy who is not your biological mother, but if you didn't know me, you'd think that was my biological mother. She loved me like her own. Like I remember how I get carried away imagining the voices I heard. I wanted to talk back. I wanted to say thank you after each play I heard. I wondered if there was another girl somewhere listening the way I was listening to. And we would just high-five afterwards like, girl, I, I, I enjoyed that too. I felt like radio devices understood how I felt. Talking with no one to validate your words or respond, but talking regardless because you have the power to speak. You know, I had a wild imagination on how radio presenters looked how they carried themselves because I had experienced my mom's friend who was a newscaster but I couldn't put a, a face to the radio cast and it bothered me. I think that was what bothered me that um, with TV I could see these people and appreciate them and understand why they captured my heart but with radio there was no face, it was just a voice. I was so envious at how they could you know, feel the heart of strangers without personally knowing them. They, they seemed powerful to me. I was in love with radio and everyone in it because, because um, it could connect to me with just the voice without a face you know when i when i posted the intro of this podcast i had two panic attacks the first one was when i posted it on my social media platform telling my friends to listen my fear had tripled but i had it under control i posted it scared i was worried about feedbacks what will people say what will my family think of me being this vulnerable publicly you know i realized that i was worried a lot about what people would say because i grew up constantly hearing what would people say what would church say what would your dad say you know i almost pulled down the podcast I, and um i know my triggers and it's important that we know our triggers because that way um you can anticipate the issues when they are coming you can easily fix and identify them when they you know when they appear and to say that is to say on this podcast i'm hoping for empathy i'm hoping for little or no judgment a lot of love and encouragement well wishes and engagement from you i'm grateful for the outpour of love and feedbacks from the previous episode you warm my heart I do also hope that as we journey through this podcast together that you learn from me, I learn from you and hopefully I can lean on you for support when it's tough, when it's bumpy, when it's discouraging or even overwhelming along the way because um, it does get overwhelming for me but I carry it so well. Most times I act nonchalant and um, acting nonchalant is detaching enough not to care. I don't want to fake having the strength I don't have on this podcast. I want to care that you listen. Um, I want to be able to express that I care that you listen. I want to be honest about all I feel for this podcast because it means that much to me. Um, I didn't have brothers or sisters my age or close to my age to talk to growing up. I had sisters who were aunties, brothers who were grown-up men. So wanting to talk to someone but no one available to listen, yet surrounded by lots of people did a number on me. It, it did a number on my mental. It did a number on my choices in picking partners 
He did a number on my ability to speak up on things I deserve. He did a number on how I receive love and how content I can be with little bread when I know that I deserve the whole bakery, you know. But it also did push me more to radio because radio gave me the opportunity to keep someone's mind busy. It gave me the opportunity to live in the mind of strangers. It gave me people to talk to in real time. Most importantly, just like those characters helped me keep my mind busy when I used to listen to radio as a child, um, it has also given me something to want. I'm hoping every time I put on the mic, whether it's a live radio show or this podcast, I am hoping I am giving someone a reason to say that there is more and more can be achieved. So every time I put on the mic and use my voice, I am hoping that someone behind the radio or phone or cast there will hear my voice or someone at the other end of the TV sees my face and drifts into, you know, imaginations of possibilities. My background and journey through life has made me develop a level of toughness which is rooted in nonchalancy because that's how I have been able to cope with life. Not caring as much as I should but caring enough to say I cared. You know, growing up, I knew I was loved. Not the way I wanted, but at least I was loved and I was content. It didn't matter how I was loved or the quality or the quantity of the love. I knew I was loved and I was okay as okay could be. You know, I also knew what sadness was as an early age. I saw a lot of people sad. You know, I saw sad people around me. I saw a lot of people who are failed and not try again. I saw a lot of people give up. I saw people people who had given up, not even try and just be okay with where they were. You know, it crept in from time to time and I think it rubbed off on me to the point where the scariest thing in my life is failing. Before I fail, I always quit. You know, the moment I get cold feet, I quit because what would people say, you know? They would say less if I quit than if I fail. So I took the one with less consequences every time. I just always quit before I even get to the point where I fail, you know? I survived by not just caring enough about certain things i have mastered masking my fear masking my pain masking my past and my present hurts by not caring masking my mistakes by ghosting and not caring i just don't pay it any mind and it is dangerous to keep living like that you know but i'm i'm a very sensitive person i hold on longer than i should i love deeper than i should it takes me a while to let people you know trust people but when i do i don't have boundaries you know it takes me a while to open up so i just I just do what's easier, which is not caring as much as I should, and it doesn't let me stay consistent with people or things I genuinely care about because I don't want to end up caring enough that my pain, my disappointments, my regrets, my mistakes start to show and make me look weak. You know, I quit my TV show because of COVID. That was my excuse to everyone. But people were still running their TV shows during COVID. I could have continued, but I got scared, and instead of trying, I quit because I didn't want to fail publicly. You know, what if he doesn't do well because I'm shooting from home? What if he doesn't do well because I can't have guests in the studio? How do I now get to the peak of my career if I keep quitting before I even fail? Because I don't even let myself get to the point where I have the option to fail before I even quit. These aren't just career paths for me, but paths that have shaped me and my childhood. There are times I have wondered if I am on the right path or I am just on the path that has always seemed unrealistic. You know, it scares me. It leaves me with anxiety because as much as I'm passionate about everything I do, I'm passionate about people, I am scared of failing or not succeeding at it. If I was just a tech girl and I wasn't doing great, no one would notice, you know. But now I do entertainment, which means if I fail, I fail publicly. If this podcast doesn't do well, it means this podcast didn't do well publicly. The next day after I posted this podcast, I was in a meeting when the second panic attack hit. 
there was nobody to even talk to at the time because i was in a meeting i was still in the same meeting when another friend messaged me telling me how proud she was and how happy she was to hear my voice again i lost it like i busted into tears i left the meeting but she was god sent because she was able to get on the phone with me help me breathe um i'm grateful for her because that call made me realize how much i want this podcast to mean well for you and how much i wish i could inspire or i want to inspire more people because a 10 year old me will be proud of me right now you know someone happy to hear my voice again made me feel like i had done something you know i I, I saw the little me standing in front of that radio and then the big telling the big me telling her you are on the right path i don't know what shaped your childhood or what has helped you cope through life but who cares if you feel publicly or privately it doesn't matter the gravity of the mistake you made this is not my first podcast but this is the first podcast that saw the light of day and i am now grateful that the previous ones didn't make it because this podcast this podcast is an assurance of the other podcasts that didn't make it. Like, I'm assured that, okay, this is the one that should have made it. When you fail or you have a reason to redirect, you get another chance to start over. That should be luxury for you, not a burden of shame or regrets. Take it and do it scared. If I don't show up for my future, no one would. If I don't remain consistent recording this podcast, you wouldn't remain consistent listening to it. If I don't fail, I wouldn't have experiences that will help me succeed. That's how I see it now. If I don't start, I wouldn't know if I would fail at it or help someone else be great at it. Other podcasts I have listened to is why I know I want to hear someone talk about their journey in life, the obstacles, the reason they keep pushing, the reason they keep giving life a chance. Someone motivated me and I want my purpose in life to motivate someone else. There is a room of confidence with your name on it. You just have to get up and walk into it scared. The career path didn't work. That's fine. Try something else you know you're good at. The business didn't work. It crashed. That's fine. The IVF didn't work. That's fine. We'll try again. The relocation didn't work. That's fine. There's room for growth. There's room to learn. The marriage didn't work. Okay. The endorsement didn't work. That's okay. The friendship didn't work. That's no, oh, that's that's okay. We shouldn't burden ourselves with shame and fear and regret. You have the luxury of starting over, starting new, and maybe even better. This is another episode of this podcast. But I'm doing it scared. I'm posting it scared. I'm reading your reviews scared. Let's do it scared. Let's do it scared together. Anybody's doing it scared. Let's do it scared together. Anyways, thank you for listening. Now that you know why I'm in this career path, on the next episode, I will be telling you where I'm at currently, how I intend moving forward, and when you are all caught up in my career, we can move into other things. So this is me journaling and experiencing life with you, but first giving you a background story on who Eniton is and how she became NV. So once again, thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you again. Happy Valentine's in advance, by the way. Love is in the air. Wear face mask. Okay, this is not the shower, so let me just say love is in the air. Wear face hair, hair, you bad girl. Which factor will not with me? Anyway, love is in the air. Wear face mask if you don't want to catch the love flu. I'm NV doing it scared once again. It's been life, and that's about it for today. So say cheese, cheese, bye bye.